Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business heard here on 94.3 wsc as well as on iheart radio and maybe you're listening to us via podcast at our website coastalwm.com Thank you for being here this morning. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox. And I am Leslie Haywood. Thank you all for sharing your Saturday morning with us once again. And make sure and continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings and follow us on Twitter at BTBCHS and also our Facebook page, Beyond the Business. Now, Leslie, I know... Mm-hmm. One of your favorite holidays is coming up on Thursday. Oh, I do like the Halloween. I know you do like I the Halloween. I like to play dress up. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. So are you going to give us a little insight to what your costume is? Yeah. So um, my niece is seven years old and my teenagers, they're off doing yeah, their own thing. They're yeah. so, yes, they're, they're almost 17 and almost cool. 15. And so I'm done with that. So Sadie, who is the youngest of all the grandkids and my youngest niece, she kind of runs the show now within aspect and every aspect so she names a theme so this year's theme is the descendants three and i I don't expect you to know anything about that so i am one of the villain moms i think you're gonna say frozen or something no descendants i mean we went to a whole nother level at seven descendants (laughs) and uh so i am going to be the cruella deville nice yeah nice we want pictures yeah we can I put know. them on our website right <laughs> folks could log on and vote and all that great stuff so, so yep yep and she's going to be mal who is Lovely. the dragon whatever what i don't know I, they made me watch it i love i love it well yeah so happy week of halloween we're excited I know, I'm to be excited. here looking forward to uh, diving back in with uh alan shalligan the dean over at the school of business at the college of charleston is back in studio alan yes Thanks for being back. We didn't and, run uh, you off. You know, we are going to ask about your costume here in a little bit. <laughs> too, so be yeah. thinking about that. Oh, I'll have to think about that. But before we do, Alan, <laughs> we're going to actually talk about you like you're not in the room, if that's okay. So, uh, Leslie, yes. uh, great opportunity to hear Alan's journey last week and uh, give us some insight to maybe a, a nugget you took well, away. Well, I thought it was awesome because uh, I did an exchange program and went abroad. And I've always thought that that was so important. And he kind of validated what I already felt. And a lot of people don't have have the opportunity to do that but if you do he sort of solidified my belief in that you grow so much from learning a new culture learning a new language and it's crazy that his one of his early entrepreneurial ventures was while he was overseas not knowing the language but he still figured out a way to start a business so kids if you're listening i'm shipping you off there you go the second the second you get to school (laughs) yep well, I'll tell you, I uh, I enjoyed hearing the journey, right? And that's what I love about this show is hearing folks' journey and overcoming adversities and obstacles and certainly a huge one in your life, Alan, mm-hmm. when your mom passed away at six and sort of how your dad and the, the other three boys in the family all rallied and just where that took you. And I love quotes. You threw out a quote that you used, uh, I think, for your children. You've told them, don't just be in a business, own a business. 
And wow, that could be sort of a mantra for our show. Sure. Yeah, I know we have uh, Beyond the Business, people you know. Stories you don't. But we might have to add a little bit of flavor there with uh, don't just be in a business, but own a business. And so thanks for sharing that. Uh, looking forward to diving a little deeper today. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we got to the part of how you ended up in Charleston. How did you end up coming to Charleston and the College of Charleston as the dean? Great question. Um, it was 2008, I remember, I was in Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. I, was, I lived there. Did you? I did. Go, I was going up an escalator in the uh, hotel, and I ran into a former colleague of mine at UNC Charlotte, Kent Gordine. And Kent was here at the College of Charleston in the business school. So I saw Kent, and I said, uh, I was, he was going down, and I was going up, and I, I happened to run to him. I said, Kent, yeah, second, yeah. So I saw that College Charles was looking for a dean. He said, oh, yeah. He goes, well, if you're interested, you better write, uh, submit your application this week because they're closing the search at that point. So that instance, I I wouldn't have filled it out if I didn't know that the when the deadline was. So I filled it out real quick and and uh, got in, was lucky enough to get an interview. And it was it was, you know, when I came here, I fell in love with the place. I and the, I was interviewed. It must have been like. 200,000 people. I mean, it was it was a lot of people. And seriously, oh, wow. the, the search committee was probably about 20 to 25 people. And I got to see a lot of the movers and shakers at that time. Um, I, I was taken out to dinner by, by um, Anita Zucker. I was taken for drinks after the interview by Tommy Baker. And I, I got to meet George <laughs> Spalding, who is an mm. amazing person that probably a lot of people know. And so it was, it was a great time. But uh, the minute I came here, I realized... This is this is my next journey because, honestly, I was extremely happy at UNC Charlotte. I mean, I, that was going to be my next question. Why yeah. were Why were you even on the radar of looking for something else? Yeah, I was living the dream there. Okay. I, mean, I, I had the perfect job because I was associate dean of graduate and professional programs. I created um, uh, MBA programs in Hong Kong, Taiwan, Mexico, and a master's in um, economics in Copenhagen, Denmark. So I was traveling all around the world all the time, and I had very little supervision because I was bringing in money to the university on a very, very consistent basis off of uh, tuition from foreign markets. So I was, I was a happy camper. I had no reason to leave my job. But when I got here, I said, this is the next challenge in life. This is what I was meant to do here at this point in my life. So I was very fortunate. Uh, George Benson gave me the opportunity at the time, and um and I think we've made some progress over the last 10, 11 years. And so what year did you move? That was March 2009. March 2009. So how was how did you find when you first got here? Um, there was some hard times going through Charleston during the 08, 09. Um, how did that affect your move? I felt like the, the College of Charleston was at the perfect time for me to enter because they were finishing a campus-wide strategic plan. And they were just getting ready to start the strategic plans in each of the schools on campus. So that's why I came in March. Normally, you'd start July 1. But I came early because I wanted to be part of, the, part of the plan rather than inherit a plan and fill, you know, fulfill another group. Um, so, so it just made sense that, that the timing, everything just lined up. And, you know, granted, the economic situation wasn't that great, but that was everywhere. It hit Charlotte a lot harder, in fact, because that's a banking center. So, you know, it was a financial disaster in 2008. So so we we were fine in moving at that time. And 
And um, like I said, I, I feel like the thing that really, really sealed the deal was when I got here, the business community was ready for 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 me to come to meet them. So they had open arms with me. So I felt very blessed on that. And how many people did you beat out? What was that number that you... <laughs> You know, I'm a very competitive person, uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't know that. It's number. a large number. It was um, a large, large number. All I care that is, you know, if we're if we're in the uh, the cage, that I was the last man standing. Fortunately, that's awesome. So, in your role as dean, Alan, you have obviously a lot of different responsibilities and things that you focus on. But certainly, I would say uh, networking and the development of business community is right at the top. Absolutely. And, and as any entrepreneur would, folks that we have on the show, folks that are listening this morning who run a business, um, talk about the role of networking and developing relationships in this community. I think you do it as well as anybody I've ever met and are very intertwined. And so talk about how important that has been to your success and the school's success, by the way. Yeah. You know, one, one of the first things I did when I arrived is that I've always known that a business school can only be good as good as the business that surrounds it. And the closer you can integrate the business community with the business school, the stronger the business school is going to be and the more placement you're going to have for your graduates and a lot more experiential learning that will be aligned. So I really made a concerted effort early on from day one, in fact, to meet the movers and shakers of the state and of the region and certainly of Charleston. And here we are, we fast forward now 10, 10 and a half years later and those are lasting relationships that were started very early. And I think most people that know me I'm, know me, I'm a very genuine person. I don't just meet people just to use them. I create friendships, and I feel like I have a tremendous – I'm not sure where the difference is in my life between my professional and my personal life because so many of my professional friends are also my personal friends. So I, I believe that, that – you're constantly cultivating and you can call me a farmer if you want because i'm constantly cultivating relationships and you know the relationship circle grows and grows and grows and so charleston is having uh, i I think an amazing time in its period and the business school is benefiting because we've been able to submit submit those cement those relationships and have people like eric you like the people I named earlier, to come into our classrooms and talk to our students and to give those students an opportunity for internships and to give those students scholarships and to give those students jobs after graduation. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's really a harmonic relationship I feel like we have. As I have said a number of times, I don't feel like a business school and, an, and a business community should have any separation. The, the 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 dream is to have business executives in the Beatty Center and Tate Centers walk in our halls, and students don't know if they're the professors or the yeah. business practitioners. And I'm going to steal one from you real quick, Leslie. Go it's ahead. okay because yeah. it's a follow up thought to that. Yeah. Since you have so much exposure to all these business owners in the community, leaders, a lot of them who, by the way, have come in on this show. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a commonality trait, character, what you see from them that allows all these great people to be successful? You know, we have people listening this morning who want to start a business. People who are in a business, maybe they're struggling right now. They can't see the light in a tunnel. What advice can you give those people from all these relationships that you're around who are successful? Yeah, another great question. 
I guess that's why you're on that side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leslie never says I ask great questions. I appreciate Alan, you know, yeah, you the, the, the pat on my pats on the back. Yeah, that's good. Good you, question. You know, um, I was before I was here. I'm going to back up even a little bit more. So I went from Virginia Beach to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to Birmingham, to Tampa, to Atlanta, to Charlotte, to here. So I've been in some amazing southern cities. Amazing southern cities. Beautiful people everywhere. But I can tell you, and, and I mean this very genuinely and wholeheartedly, that I believe what separates the business leaders here from any other other area is that their feet are on the ground, that they never get too big for, the, for themselves. And they're, most the, they're mo- the most approachable people that I've ever met in my life. And I, I just love the people in here. I mean, like Anita Zucker calls me yesterday. She didn't have to call me and return the call so quickly. I I left a call. She called called me immediately and said, "Alan, you know, we, I can't make the uh, the board meeting tonight because Jim Newsom's having a ten year anniversary and serving the ports, and so I need to go to that." And, you know, it, just the fact that she took the time to do that, and and Jim had told a number of times, "I can't come to the board meeting because of the ten year anniversary." So, and I I go to have drinks and 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 go out with a lot of the people that I work with. They are just so down to earth i'm always amazed how they've embraced me because i was pretty much an outsider i, I wasn't born and raised in charleston right. and you know people outside of charleston said how have you been able to penetrate the charleston market so to speak because to some extent uh it is not so easy to do because everybody knows each other and i said you know i've never felt like an outsider once and you know i kind of get back to I'm going to bring back something that we talked about last week, and that was my father. I remember, I remember saying to him, you know, here you are, a, a, a Chinese entering a small town in Bethune, South Carolina, trying to date a girl, a young girl who was 19 at the time. And I said, how many times did you get beat up? Right, right. <laughs> and he said, I've, I'd never felt one ounce of racism the whole time mm-hmm. I was there. And I thought, that's very interesting. I, I kind of, and I'm not talking about race here. I'm talking about just being embraced by South Carolina, that it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And this is a great state. Wow. So South Carolina embraced your dad and you, and now it's like you're local. Now, over those 10 exactly. years that you've been there, I know, I mean, it sounds like an amazing time, but was there, can you think of a time when things were a little rough or a challenge that you've had as dean over these past 10 years? And, you know, how did you overcome that? What were some of the more challenging times? Leslie, you can't be a business dean without having adversity. Mm -hmm. If you don't have adversity, you're not doing your job, honestly. Mm -hmm. I've had adversity, but I would say that the positives so far outweigh the negatives. I don't want to harp on any particular situation. I will tell you, though, that um, I think one of the most challenging ones um, challenges that mm-hmm. that I've had was when I first got here because at the time the president said we needed an MBA program because we didn't have one and we had tried for 22 years and he said well and you know let's you give it a try so we rallied the business community we rallied the political community and we talked to the CHE and we brought everybody together not literally but figuratively we brought them all together and we got the MBA within one year, but there was a lot of adversity, and um, so I, I and we just celebrated our ten year anniversary, by the way. So uh, we're really happy about that. And the MBA, I think, is doing great things, and now we have great leadership on the MBA side. So you have adversity, but I don't like to dwell on the adversity. I'd much rather dwell on the successes. 
and you're going to have bumps along the road. That's that's fine. So when you look at sort of um, broad base, what goes on in the School of Business and, and the success that the College of Charleston School of Business has had, certainly over the last 10 years, obviously a big reason that's your presence there as a leader. What other attributes or reasons would you say the School of Business has excelled? You mentioned the community leaders that are a part of it, but give us some more intrinsic thought around that. You know, holistically, we've hired great people. We've got amazing faculty. We've got uh, we've got a lot. We've got a nice mix of senior faculty and junior faculty, untenured faculty, and they they work together very very well. And I feel like that the culture of the institution promotes that. And you know, it's it's togetherness that makes great things happen. And I really feel like we're working as a unit and not in individual parts. And I, I can tell you that's not the case in a lot of business schools out there. And so we, we're very lucky with that. We have a very good administration that we work with, and that has helped us move aggressively forward. Uh, that's why I talked last week about uh, the new new administration. I'm very excited about that because I think that the best days of Charleston, of the College of Charleston, are, are in front of us, to be perfectly honest. And I was going to say, can you, can you tell us anything that's on the horizon? Are you allowed to give us any insight into good things coming? I'd be happy to, but we'll have to go off the air. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, the we've I've been involved in many, many strategic plan meetings. The College of Charleston is doing a strategic plan as we speak, and it will finalize in April. So in April, all the goodies will come out of the bag. And I think you'll see a much uh, more focus in certain areas. I, I can tell you one, one area that I have no doubt will be graduate education and executive education. And those are two areas that the school of business at this point are, are very deeply involved in. Graduate education is a minor percentage of our student body right now. But considering how fast that our College of Charleston is moving forward, you might want to have the president of College of Charleston on here sometime because obviously he'd be much more informed to talk about the future of the university. I'm, I'm more here to talk about the school of business but, uh, again, I, I guess the best thing to say is stay tuned until mm-hmm. after the strategic plan is completed. And not to mention next year that that plan will be revealed during the year, which it's a 250th anniversary of the College of Charleston. And as I mentioned last week, the 350th anniversary of Charleston as a, as a city. So what a, a, an amazing year with so much going on. And so, Al, when you think about what's going on in this city, everybody knows it's booming, right? It's it's it's. Um, Somebody mentioned the other day, you, know, you look back 10 years ago, and it's not the same city. Uh, where you see this city going, how do you see universities and colleges like the College of Charles, particularly the School of Business, mm-hmm. um, riding along with that and being a partner in the growth of where we're heading in the future for this city? Yeah, it, certainly there's a parallel. As, as, as Charleston advances, there's no doubt that the College of Charleston will be side by side. And as College of Charleston continue, continues to emphasize research and in, emphasize executive education, as I mentioned a minute ago, things like that, and graduate education, certainly the city will benefit from it. Because at the, at, 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 at the end of the day, really what we're about is creating tomorrow's workforce, right? And we want to make sure that we're not just throwing out degrees that are unemployable. We want employable graduates. So that's why it's critical that we communicate on a daily basis on what are the needs of the business community and to design our curriculum around those needs of the business community so that they'll hire our graduates. Yeah. yeah. And and so what are some of the fields that you see as the dean of business that, that some of these kids 
should go into? Like what what are what are the real growth areas? Leslie, great question. <laughs> Yay. Okay. There you go, so, Leslie. Yay. So, uh, <laughs> Pat so, on that. I would say supply chain management is one that is growing like gangbusters right now. Mm-hmm. Another one is commercial real estate finance. So commercial real estate is something that um, I just saw the numbers the other day. We just started the major two years ago, and it has increased 400% a number of majors. I think it went from 13 to 67. But then again, we also have – that's majors. We have almost 100 miners and concentrations in that area. Another area certainly will, that will continue to grow is hospitality and tourism because that's Charleston, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a fourth area – that I'm excited about that we are just making our inroads is information management and information systems. We just hired an amazing uh, distinguished professor out of Florida State. Her name's Iris Junglis. She is from, her heritage is German, so she fits very well here also and can communicate well with the BMWs and the Mercedes-Benz vans and and those, those, uh, and Bosch, et cetera. So we are, so, I would say information management, again, is one that we don't have a major yet, but we're working on a major. We're also working to create an executive MBA program. Our MBA has done very well, but we want to, to appeal to the executives who do, cannot go full-time because our MBA is full-time. So we're excited about that, and proposal is coming down. So there's, there's a number of new programs. We'll never stop creating new programs as long as the business community lets us know that those are what they need. Well, and it's been innovative and collaborative. I mean, you look at programs that are on campus there at the School of Business, you're talking about the investment program where kids are literally managing true assets in the market. And you, you talk about the interdisciplinary program that's over there with, um, you know, having, uh, what is it, uh, a business student, um, yeah, arts Impact student. X. Yeah, Impact yes. X. Yes. Um, Impact X is great because it is interdisciplinary, Eric. We have one student, we have groups of students, but in every group we have a student from the liberal arts, a student from, that majors in business, and a student that majors in computer science. And they put together, together computer apps that will basically um, have an impact on society. It's got to have that societal impact. That's the name impact. So, again, that's, a, that's an innovative program. I, I'm glad you mentioned the investment program because that has the, – the placement in that with J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley, et cetera – is amazing. Mark Piles does a great job in running that program, and we're finalizing the um, the trading room that we're creating. It's called the Financial Services Laboratory. So we're working to to name that in the future. So we're we're excited about a number of things that happened in the Beatty. We we'll have to talk centers. about that Coastal Wealth Management name for that room. There we go. I like here. So and and not to mention, you'll have a great event coming up in February. What's happening uh, in February? The, what's that what's for the women's market? Oh. Yes, for a women's initiative. It, yeah. It's called Women for Women uh, Summit. It, we're very excited. We have a business person, Joanna Lau, who is championing this, and it is a School of Business initiative. We are. Um, you know, we feel like we really want to make an impact in women leadership. And so Nikki Haley is going to be our first guest of honor. That's, I believe it's uh, February 26th, 27th. So she has uh, graciously agreed to come and, and be the first honorary recipient. And she'll say a few words there. And we've got amazing, amazing women leaders from throughout the country that are coming for this. And it'll be sold out. We've got a limit of, I think, about 250 spaces. 
but it's selling super, super fast. Well, great wow. things that are going. There's no doubt about it, Alan. Your leadership is a, obviously a huge reason for the Thank success. You. Thank you. But we're going to spin it a little bit here with our few minutes remaining. Oh, are we? Yeah, we are. Things? We're winding things down. Oh, okay. So this is uh, this is the hard part here, by the way. This is where Leslie's going to trip you. No, no. It's called the lightning round. We're gonna. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I want your your immediate answer. Um, oh, I think I know the answer to this. The most influential person in your life my father yes that was too easy the thing you are most proud of and you can't say your kids everyone says says everyone says your kids what accomplishment are you most proud of Mike, no. No. <laughs> my kids. No, no kids. We know, that, we know <laughs> that's at the top. What's the number two? Accomplishment I'm most proud of? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, not, you need another show for that. I, I, I honestly, I'm stumped on oh, that you're one. you're stumped but, on that. But, All right. I, I, I guess I, I would say uh, professionally that I've been able to fulfill the dream that I've wanted to fulfill. And then next, you're going to be starring with The Rock. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I do want to back up someone because I have a brother who I'm very close to also. So I mentioned my father influential. Yeah. That brother's also very influential in my life. Whenever we have any issues at all, we talk. We talk every day. So he's kind of more of a therapist more probably a therapist. than a brother. All right. Best book. <laughs> Best book? Mm-hmm. It's called Marketing Research and Aid to Decision Making, which I wrote. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the number one thing on your bucket list left to do. What have you got to do? There will be opportunities, I would think, uh, in future um, academic arenas that I may look at, certainly on this campus. That I think there's some opportunities that the president has talked, you know, about. And how about personally? Uh, anything on your bucket list? Place you want to go? Something crazy you want to do? You know, I'm a million mile flyer. I've traveled to China over a hundred times. I've traveled around the world so many times. I've seen. I, th- I think Africa. 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 Africa is one continent I have not never been to. Mm-hmm. And I find it fascinating. I, I'm, I'm a wildlife lover, so I think I would enjoy a safari in Africa. And by the way, a pretty good basketball player, too, he didn't mention. So, <laughs> Alan Sal, Dean of the School of Business at College of Charleston, thank you for your time. And we really yes, appreciate you, you sharing so much. your story with our listeners here on Beyond the Business. Another wrap, Leslie? I know. And make sure to follow us. Come to our Facebook page at Beyond the Business and on Twitter. And again, if you missed last week's show uh, from Alan or any of the prior shows, simply go to our website at CoastalWM.com and click on that radio icon to catch up on all great stories of leadership and entrepreneurship from here in the Lowcountry. And again, until next Saturday morning, Lowcountry, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC.